Welcome to our space. There's nobody warming in the Cajun bullpen. They will ride or die with number 23. The one up. Popo swung on a fly ball hit to left center. Marsha. Yeah! Yes! No foul, bitch! <laughs> Woo! Champions again, baby! And if you didn't have a reaction something like that, I feel sorry for you. Because that's what it's all about. Nick, I, I, I absolutely lost it. Uh, I, that is my proof. Uh, my wife, my jerk wife, was videotaping me in my most vulnerable moment. And I'm alright with it. I, I did I did scold her. We, we did have a tiff. But uh, look, this is an invasion of privacy. But hey, look, it worked for the pod. So actually, she did a great job. We're back, baby. We're back in this field of 64. We are Sunbelt Conference champions, uh, tournament champions, to be, you know, semantically correct. I, I don't even know what to do with myself. I don't know what to do with my hands. I can't feel my face. I, I am, I don't know, emotionally overextended. That meant a lot to a whole lot of people. There was a lot of symbolism that occurred over the last, I don't know, hour or so, maybe even longer than that. Nick, I know you were excited. I see Jerry there. I, I, we're going to get into it, but... This is an open forum. If you want to speak, request. Let's let's party together. Yo, I'm just gonna say when your neighbor, your backyard neighbor, texts you and asks, "Are you all right?" <laughs> you know, you're doing something good. They knew something was going on, but they weren't quite sure what. They're like, "I hear her screaming." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's me. Uh, that's yeah, I'm screaming." But man, what a what a day! What a weekend! What a freaking season! And how we got here. Insane. You know, baseball has a funny way of making you fall in love with the sport over and over and over again. Uh, we've had some hard luck for six years. We've we've gone through a lot as fans, as supporters of a program that has enjoyed some success. But there was something different about today. Uh, you know, when Deggs was hired as the coach, and look, I'll be the first one to say I've been critical I still don't love the way he manages. This is not the time for that. So please hold your comments. But I know this means as much to Matt Deggs as it means to Nick Doming, as it means to Josh Jogno, as it means to Jerry Bear and everybody else that's in the space. So for that, I, look, you got to embrace the moment. And if you didn't understand how big of a moment this was, if you listen to Brad try to interview Matt, if you listen to Jay call the game towards the end of the game, um, you know, there are text messages going around with a lot of emotion and a lot of, of, of you know, tears, honestly, if, if I'm being totally frank. You know, and they're tears, tears of joy, but tears of remembrance, you know? This meant a lot to a lot of people. I've said that over and over since we won. 
but it, it's really hard to encapsulate with words. You know what was weird is that you didn't really feel or, or you didn't maybe appreciate how much this was going to mean until Hood caught the ball and it was over because we were so wrapped up in the result and we were so wrapped up in the moment. When it hit me, I'm speaking for me, maybe this was different for you guys, but when it hit me, um, it, it wasn't until the ball, you know, until people had their hands in the air and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Did you have a similar feeling? Yeah, I um, I I shared that screenshot with you. Um, but every conference tournament championship that I've been a part of, um, that I've been at, Colleen has been nearby. And it's just been a thing that when that happens, we just say, hey, love you, hug, you know, all that stuff. And um, today I did the same thing. I texted her, hey, love you. And I got I got the text back that said last pitch, last last play game ended at 436. And I was just like, I lost it. I'm losing it now, man. I'm trying to hold it together. But I'm with you. I, I knew I'd be happy. I knew I'd be excited. I didn't know it would be emotional. Um, caught me off guard, man. Caught me off guard. But it's it's nice to be back, <laughs> isn't it? Where we started oh. and where we're at. Holy cow. It feels great. And if you can't get emotional about something like this, then you shouldn't be following the sport. I mean, look, this means a ton to the community, to the program, to the people that have put blood, sweat, and tears, financial investment, all those things for the, you know, for me, 30 years, for you longer, for Nick, for, uh, for uh, Jerry as, you know, 20 plus years. Uh, but the onslaught of just, just mixed feelings was uh, unexpected. That's, I don't know. I don't know really how to describe it. I just stood there. In silence, obviously, I was hollering, screaming. Uh, you heard that on the clip, but, but I, I did not, I did not, I did not know what was coming. I guess is is a better way. Jerry, how did you experience that W? I, I'm still kind of in awe right now. Um, I, I can't stop thinking about Coach Robe. Um, you know, I, look, I've been a member of the Diamond Club for a few years now. I've, I knew Coach Robe back when my cousins played, and you know, like Nick. I mean, this hits really close to home, um, and. The fact that this is win number 36, the fact that the last out was at 4.36 p.m., I mean, it, if you don't believe in divine intervention, I mean, I think this is a good proof that it may exist. Um, and, and, you know, first time in six years going to a regional, we're, we're back where we belong. We're back where we belong. Um, we've invested a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this program as fans. Um, you know, we built a brand-new state-of-the-art stadium to recruit to allow for opportunities like this. and I think this game, the game, the, the whole entire game sort of sums up this team. You know, you're down 5 nothing. You know, you're pretty much all but lost. And you found a way to grind each inning at each at-bat, each pitch, each defensive play to come back and, and win this thing. All the way to the very last pitch. I mean, look, bases loaded. Their hottest batter coming to the plate. Some of these guys that have been through so much um, with everything over the last four or five years, and to see them dogpile, it's it just, I mean, this is amazing, man. I, I'm just so excited for this team. I'm so excited for these fans. And, you know, look, like you said, we're back. We're back in the regional where we belong. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to enjoy every single minute of this until tomorrow when we decide where we're going for a regional. Take it in, guys. We're, we're champions. And not only that, you know, we beat two top 20 teams back-to-back, -back, two nights in a row. I mean, that. <laughs> I forget about that. These two teams we beat were trying to host regionals, and we basically sent them packing somewhere else. So, you know, look, we're clicking at the right time. I mean, if you can beat these two teams back-to-back, -back, 
who are trying to host, no telling what we can do next week. I think the momentum's on our side. And you know what? It's time, like Dave says, let's punch the card and see what we can do next week wherever we go. Coming about beating two top 20 teams, Thompson for Georgia Southern is their, he's their bread and butter. And we beat him. We, we chased him. I think he threw almost 60 pitches. The guys grinded some really good at-bats today. I mean, some of the best at-bats of the season. I remember Debo had a great one. TR had a great one. You know TR had a great at-bat when he fouls off pitches. I think they threw him nine or ten pitches. And he gets the walk there. And he looks at the dugout, and you know it, you would have sworn he hit uh, a, you know a three run bomb or something. He was just so fired up about that that great great at bat. Kemple had a great at bat yesterday. I mean, God, it it felt like old times that grinder mentality. And I know it's an overused term now, and we've kind of gone to the well a lot on that. But this team did they they reached down deep and they grinded. It was awesome. Now I can tell you as a fan, I also grinded. I am on my fifth hat. <laughs> uh, I've got this is like my, my my fifth good luck charm. You see, Nick Nick's the only one that can see me. I got the uh, I got my daughter's uh, heart necklace on. I switched rabbit foots. I, I you know I was or rabbit feet. Sorry, I, I was doing all kinds of different things. I moved around the house. You know, I put different shirts on. Like I did it all. I did my part. All right. I you know I probably took seventeen thousand steps in my living room today just watching the game. But uh, you know five five down five to nothing with a pitching staff that I mean look they're not a great staff but they're very capable. Uh, Thompson is, is, is their guy, but they had a couple of guys that, you know, the freshman, uh, I think it was Higgins actually that came in. He's got a pretty good fastball and a little bit of a hook with them and with a five run lead. You pitch a little bit differently to a team. So I don't know, man. Uh, I thought that Debo's, uh, two out double over the first baseman's head really changed the momentum of the game. Um, him and then Max had a great at bat to get the single for the first run of the game uh, that kind of turned the tide after they had scored their runs. I thought it was crucial to get some runs back and answer, you know, kind of counter punch. Uh, and Nick called it. He said, we need three runs in this inning. And sure enough, we got them um, j- just from, you know, kind of getting back into the nitty gritty of the game. Uh, the guys had really good at bats. They were really, really patient. Probably the most patient game I've seen us play this year. They've grown up a lot. Look at, look at Debo all tournament team. I, I, I what was he, 7 for 11, 8 for 12, something crazy like that? I mean, this guy's a freshman. This is his first postseason. What, what do you say? Nobody flinched in big moments. Uh, I, I didn't think that there was a moment where, look, when we went down 5 to nothing, of course, I'm a fan. Everybody thought, oh, crap, you know, maybe this is it. Maybe we just didn't have the pitching. Maybe we just, you know, we weren't ready for the moment. Well, I have more respect for this team after coming back from that hole against that team on that day, after a grueling week of sitting around, waiting, 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 it was hot as hell today. You could see it in the second inning, guys, had totally drenched jerseys. You know, I mean, there's just so many things to be happy about and be proud about. Uh, wow. I- I'm running out of superlatives, running out of things to say. If anybody has something to say or they want to say, there's a ton of people in this space. Please request to speak. We'll get you on. Jerry, um, I-, I know you had a couple of thoughts about, about the offense you know, early on, early on, we had some opportunities to score. We loaded the bases in the second. We had second, uh, a man on second in the third. We had a couple of different opportunities to score in the first three innings. And I know you're getting a little frustrated. How, how do you feel about how do you feel about how we, we dug our way out offensively? Oh, I mean, it was impressive. The, the, the problem is against good teams like this, if you've noticed in the past, we've found ways to lose games, even this year. Because we've squandered opportunities, we've left many men on base. We get, you know, we we get a guy on third with no outs, and we can't score him. And and how about that clutch hit? I think the turning point in this game was was exactly that when 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 Brandon gets that leadoff triple, 
and and you know, Kimple strikes out. I think no, I think Marshak was it. Yeah, Marshak gets the ground out. Kimple strikes out, and then here comes Debo, true freshman, hits it to right field over the first baseman's head and gets a score. Uh, I thought that was the turning point because in the past we we don't score we don't score uh, Debo we don't score him. Um, but I thought towards the end of the game when we or should I say from the fifth inning on, I noticed we started to be more patient at the plate. Number one, we weren't chasing pitches, and number two we were getting timely hits and that, that made a big difference. That's when I knew we started gaining momentum and to the point where, because we weren't chasing pitchers, Georgia Southern's pitchers weren't hitting their strike zones. So of course, you got to add Bo Bonds doing his thing. I mean, he went, shoot, what a performance by Bo today. Uh, I think he pitched around 80 pitches, just lights out as a, as a middle reliever. You could kind of tell that Bo was kind of battling himself on the, on the mound for Look a while. He, he had, he had a couple of moments where, yeah, you could tell he was getting frustrated, and he wanted he was he was getting the fastball by people early, and you know right. towards the right. end of his outing, you could tell he was kind of battling it. I don't know if he was losing his command or whatever, but man, he was nails today. No doubt, no doubt. But yeah, I just thought we were just more patient at the plate towards the end, and really, I don't want to harp on the past, but just thinking if we would have been like that all season, you know, where this team could be, I don't know. But you know what? Better now than never. Uh, and I was just. I thought I thought everybody one through nine in the lineup each played a role. Uh, kind of reminded me of the 2014 team, uh, where it didn't matter where you were in the lineup as long as you were getting on base and getting hits. I saw that today, and I saw that with a team that developed as the game went on, rather than a team that sort of squandered all their runs early on, like Georgia Southern did. So it's not about how you start; it's about how you finish, and the the bats definitely proved that today. Well, you scraped and clawed your way all the way back into a game that, you know, you start seeing balls leave the park like that and you start to get, I mean, that can be demoralizing, especially, you know, Jeff has been a mainstay and I know he's kind of, you know, he's kind of floundered here down the stretch. He's had a couple of rough outings, four out of his last five. So, you know, you start to kind of get down. I I mean, as a fan, you get down as a player, you never know how they're feeling, but you see balls leaving the yard like that and it hurts. Uh, to, to see the first of all, Bonds comes in and just totally stabilizes the game, and then he allows the offense to to be able to scrap and claw their way back. So that was awesome, Jordan. I see you there. Go ahead and say what you got to say, bud. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, um, just really am so proud of this uh, team. Just a lot of grit, especially towards the end of the season, um, for them to show up and really just play their butts off and get the job done. Um, and honestly, last night's game. Um, you talk about just the amazing performance by Schultz and I think it was 142 pitches. I mean, it got some big time attention on uh, social media just with what he was able to do, but I'm just ecstatic. I mean, even going into the ninth inning, I even felt that we were going to win the game. I, it, it, it was weird, especially after uh, Georgia Southern took the lead there in the eighth, but I just had a feeling that we weren't going to go down without a fight and, the guys showed great uh, determination and great resilience and uh, just couldn't be more happy. But um, yeah, I think the game last night, especially kind of just showed the grit and just the want from the team with how they just, they weren't going to go down uh, without a fight. So I'm just ecstatic, uh, very excited. Can't wait to see uh, where we're going to be at. Appreciate you, Jordan. Yeah. If you can't, if you can't be proud of this team again, you got to find another hobby. I mean, these guys are easy to love. They really are. I mean, you got a guy like Debo who grows up in front of your eyes. You got a guy like Julian Brock who, you know, worked while he waited, but he's an all all conference catcher. And for me, he's an all American. I've been saying that since the first week of the, of the season. I just love the way he plays. He's so solid behind the plate. Our pitchers never had a worry of burying one in the dirt. 
Didn't matter if they had to throw a breaker or a hard slider. There, there was never an issue with that. He always took care of the pitchers. Um, there was a point where uh, Bonds had had the uh, he had the ball called on him, and I saw it just like I was listening to Jay and watching the broadcast. But I saw it just like Jay and Brad did. He goes and throws a. It was like a, a one-two pitch, and he throws a ball, and Julian gets up and he goes and walks to the mound and he talks to him. And he was just letting him know, look, man, you did not pause. You could have been called for another balk. I thought that was a big moment in the game. It also kind of, you know, he kind of showed his pitcher he had his back. And those those kind of moments, they don't really translate from TV or radio, but on the field, that can be a big moment of trust. Just And I know Bonds and, and Julian have been playing together for this season, but but a guy like Bonds gets so wrapped up in himself, and there's nothing wrong with that. Lots of pitchers do it. But a guy like Bonds gets so focused on the task sometimes they forget about these little things like you know pausing and not balking uh we had they had a runner at second at that point and another balk would have been very bad um so i i just i just i really love julian uh rock didn't have the best tournament but he got the clutch hit when you absolutely had to have it uh, so many guys heath hood came up big in this tournament multiple times you mentioned jacob schultz he saved his best for last, and obviously we're going to be able to see him again in a regional, but, you know, if it was going to be his last performance, he put on a show for us. Yeah, like you said, national attention, 11.7 kind of highlighted him. He got some run on ESPN. Those are the kind of moments that make our program what it is today. You know, these building blocks that continue to put us in the national eye. I mean, you can't underestimate how important those things are. I guess my, in in, in tonight's game or today's game, what, the turning point for me obviously was the fourth inning when Georgia Southern goes up five, nothing. And, and I said, it, you, you alluded to the fact that I said, we, we need three runs this inning and, and we got it, but we had to respond. Had we not responded in any way, shape or form in that inning, I think we would have been done. But the fact that we responded for three runs and then we allowed one run from them, the rest of the game, that was huge. I mean, you look at, you look at in the eighth, they come back to take the lead and we're like, Nope, we're going to come back in the ninth and score two to take the lead. Like that told me everything I needed to know. And Georgia Southern is like so many good teams that we play. Even when we were 2014, number one in the country, it didn't matter if, if somebody jumped out to a 13, nothing lead on you. Like you knew in the ninth, you you were gonna you were gonna still be in it. Georgia Southern did the same exact thing. Two outs, nobody on, and here we go, bases loaded with a chance to 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 win the game. So what I saw in the ninth was not surprising, but I still felt like the momentum was on our side by the way that we we like you said grinded, and it's something that we didn't see at the at the beginning of the season. Okay. It, it's it really is a tale of two seasons: the first half and the second half. I mean, you go back and thinking again, that Troy series, I'm sitting here questioning whether or not we're even going to make the conference tournament because we had to go and and that following week face South Alabama, you know, thinking that we could go 0-6 and, and then put ourselves in a real hole for, for the rest of the season. And and looking at the fact that we won the conference tournament is insane. Um, and especially after getting swept by Texas State. I mean, it's it's just, again, it's just, Somebody was alluding to or asking the question whether or not social media wall or things that people say on message boards and Twitter going to affect the locker room. I think you got your answer. I think you got your answer today. You, you, you received your answer because no, it doesn't. Those kids could care less about what we're saying, what's being said on social media, what some message board is saying. Obviously that has not affected them whatsoever. 
So I think you can put that theory to rest that our, our locker room is just fine. And, and they're, they're a tight team. And I think we're going to make some noise in the regionals. Are we going to rent, win a regional? I don't know, but Hey, we're there. That's all I care about at this point. Making the field. That, that's, that's all that matters. That's it. Think, about this. Think, think about this. Now we talked about how the single elimination we thought, I, I think you and I thought that, I don't know if Jerry thought this, but we agreed that it helps us because it shortened the bullpen and we, we it required less pitching. Now look at what Schultz, he goes out on, on game two and we don't use anybody but him. That, that set us up today to be able to come back with bonds, to be able to have Jake Hammond healthy and ready to go fresh and all that stuff. You know, that, that can't be lost. But, but think about it this way. Game one, South Alabama has played much better in the second half of the season, and they've gotten healthier. They're our arch rival. We beat them. We crushed them. We end their season, which, look, I, I want to dance on their grave as much as anybody. Right now, I can't do that, but I will at some point. We end their season. Texas State sweeps us in the regular season. We beat them behind an incredible all-time performance between, behind Jacob Schultz. We come back and we play Georgia Southern, a team that beat us last year in the conference tournament. And honestly, we, we probably should have swept them in Lafayette, but they got way better after that game at that series in Lafayette. I mean, I watched them play probably four or five times. They continually got better. And when they came to Lafayette, they were missing some of their best players, like that catcher, Tyge or Heige or whatever. He was very, very good offensively, and he had a, a very nice arm behind the plate. I love the way he managed the pitchers as well. So that was a big miss for them. They just went out and had the number, what, eight RPI in the country. We beat them. So it's not like we had a cakewalk to get this. We earned this championship in this conference tournament. I got to give BC a shout out from somebody who came in as a middle reliever early on in the season, who actually struggled in some games, turns into our Friday night guy. How about his performance this weekend, too? I think it's a little bit overlooked based off of what Schulte did last night, and and rightfully so for Schulte, but BT came in and, and lit it up. He's had, he hasn't had his best outings over the last few weeks, but his performance against South Alabama was amazing. Add that to the fact that we were able to hit Boswell off the mound. That was great. Uh, but, you know, you're right, Josh. I have to add, um, these three teams, I mean, look, South Alabama won the conference last year. I mean, they spanked Georgia Southern. They ended, I believe they ended Florida season last year in Gainesville. Almost went one game away from a Super Regional. Well, they almost then ended their program because they beat them like 17-1 to in Gainesville. Yeah, and, and they were one game away from a super, and then you go do what you did against Texas State, who's, I mean, they swept us. They were ranked number 12 in the country, and then you did what you did against Georgia Southern today, who was also on the verge of hosting. I mean, again, we basically took away two host spots in, in, in two nights. So that, that, that's not necessarily a testament to how good those teams are. That's a testament to how good we are and how good we can be. And it's amazing. It is an, I, I think it's amazing. That when your pitching shows up, that's been kind of our up and down this year, right, is the bullpen. When your pitching shows up, look at what happens. And that's what exact, that's what happened this weekend. I mean, every single person that came in to throw for, for, for us uh, did a fantastic job. And, and look at where we are. I mean, the, the bats, I've always said you, can't, you, can't, you cannot hit your way into a regional. And one thing I, I got to give credit to is, 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 the, is the pitching. I thought the pitching played not only their best weekend all around, but every single guy stepped up. Every single person faced the challenge against three really good teams that can hit the ball. And, and I have to say, um, it's amazing when you, when you put both or all three phases of the game together, as Coach Rowe used to say, good pitching, good defense, get the timely hit. We did all three, and here we are. 
<laughs> obviously we know how Deggs feels about Tally. I mean, he's one of his guys, no doubt about it. You know, there was some talk about him not even coming back this year because at the end of the season, he was on the fence. Uh, there was some talk about him going to start his career. Um, he has a girlfriend long-term. Maybe they wanted to move on with their lives. And whatever happened, uh, there was a conversation and exit interviews, and he decided to come back. So I know his dad is very invested. Got to meet him a few times on the road. Good people, good family. I'm happy for Brandon. He loves the game. You know, I, I'm, I can't imagine how he's feeling right now. <laughs> I saw him on the bottom of that dog pile. He didn't look like he was feeling too great, <laughs> to be honest with you. But uh, if anybody saw the dog, they had the, you know, the kid, the bad kid was like bent like a pretzel under, you know, all of the, all of those guys dog pilot on the mound. Pretty funny, pretty funny visual. But uh, no, man, I mean, look, Texas State, Jacob Schultz goes out and gives you everything. Jerry, we talked about this in that Cracker Jack Park they play in Texas. All right, with the wind blowing out, you can hit a couple of pop flies and they land over the other side of the fence. They hit two or three balls against us in game two that fell harmlessly in gloves because this was a real baseball park and they scored three runs. Now, there were plenty of home runs hit throughout the course of the tournament. I'm not saying that, you know, it was just one of those gigantic fields like TD Ameritrade or whatever. It's not the same. That that park plays huge. But... Look, you're not going to get those cheapy home runs like you get in San Marcos. It's just not going to happen. And I think that showed. I thought, you know, we talked about this on one of the reaction pods or the, the uh, Raging uh, Roundtables was Texas State is good. They have, they have a good staff. But we didn't believe in their offense in a park that played more similarly to the Teague. And I think that that showed up. I think that showed up in this tournament. I, I think that. You know, they had they had to burn Stivers in that game against ULM. So in a kind of roundabout way, ULM helped the Cajuns a little bit. I'm glad we didn't have to deal with Stivers. So, you know, we, we got our three runs. It held up. Schultz was incredible. And <laughs> I got to give Dick some credit for show. I'm telling you, when he came out for the eighth, my first reaction was, what? What are you doing? Are you kidding me? At that point, I think he had thrown 121 pitches. He brings him out for the eighth. And then at that point in the ninth, you're like, whatever. You know, just bring him back out. You know, I, 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 we'll ride or die with it, whatever. You know, Woodshed King, a USM, a USM guy that we follow pretty regularly. Go ahead, man. What's up, Cajuns? It's the Golden Eagle here. Yes, indeed. Just thought I'd jump on or offer my congratulations and uh, say I hope, uh, I hope we get to see you guys in Hattiesburg next weekend. I think there's a pretty good chance of that happening. I would love to make the trip back right up to back. Hattiesburg. Yeah, man. Man, that'd be great. And you know, and you know what would be better, uh, Woodshed? How about this, man? Officially, um, I, I guess you still have to represent Houston in, in the regional, but now that I mean, I'm, look, sorry you didn't win the tournament, but at the same time, it's one step out the door for Houston, one step into the Sun Belt. So hopefully we uh, we can face each other in the regional and uh, get a little preview of what we can expect in regular conference play. Hey, look, 100%. We lost our last game. But we were we threw a party because it was our last conference USA game in any sport. So, we're excited. <laughs> so we can't wait for next year. And uh, look, hopefully we have you guys here this year, and you are all welcome in the right field roots. Just come on out. And I want to say, I want to say, uh, happy two year anniversary for everybody. Who, for anybody who doesn't know, yesterday, May twenty eighth, twenty twenty, was the two year anniversary that former Louisiana Tech AD Tommy McClellan made his. Uh, you know, move up to a conference like Conference USA. So I call it happy, happy two-year move up to Houston Day to everybody. Yes, indeed. We love McClellan Day. All right, guys. Enjoy listening to you. Thanks, man. Hope to see you this weekend. Yep. Sounds great.
All right, folks, anybody else that wants to speak, please, please request. We're going to let you get in here and get your thoughts out. This is uh, it's kind of like a post-game show, I guess. Uh, man, this season has, has had its twists and turns. This is about as good of a feeling as you can have. Um, whatever you guys want to talk about, game one, two, or three, we can talk about it. We can talk about, you know, the six years in, in, the, in the wilderness. We can talk about how much, uh, I guess, some crow I got to eat for saying that I can't stand to where Deggs manages. <laughs> and, hey, look, here's the thing. I ain't backing off of that, all right? I think he manages by the seat of his pants, and I don't love it. But I, I have never said that we can't be successful doing that. I just personally don't like it. But here we are. So It drives us all crazy. I think, I mean, what was the, he said that runner from second to home when he had no business doing so last night? Oh, my God. And we were all like, what are you doing? And, but that's just, I mean, that's literally, it, it, it's Deggs. It is who he is. And, and he's not going to make excuses for it. He's going to live or die by it. And it's going to work sometimes. And it won't. Um, I guess, but now is not the time to ask that question because, hey, we, we made the regional. And he said we would. And I was questioning him week three of the season. And here we are. So maybe he's a little bit smarter than me. I don't know. No, it's a good point. Yeah, it, and it's a bottom line business. <laughs> it's a bottom line business. And the bottom line is it, it worked. It worked. Now, there was a time today where uh, Shock was at bat, and I can't remember who got thrown out. But somebody stole on a, a two-strike count. I can't remember who it was. But, I, you know, I, I looked around and I said, you know what? I, I don't have a problem with that because Max is essentially a leadoff guy, right? I mean, he's been a leadoff guy for the majority of the season. So if, if he gets to see a couple of extra pitches, fine. You know, and you're trying to turn an inning into something that you have two outs, man, at first base. You're trying to turn an inning. I understand that. I got no issue with that. I'm never going to fuss about that ever. It's, you know, sending guys from third base uh, with nobody out on a ground ball to the left side. Like, what the hell are you doing? It's that kind of stuff. And, and Nick, to your point, and it's taken three years maybe, and maybe I'm just on a high from getting back into the field, but this is just who we are. It's just who the hell we are. You know what I mean? You know, sometimes he's going to try to stick a, a square peg in a round hole, and I'm just going to have to be all right with it because sometimes it's going to work. So, you know, maybe Deggs and I are kind of getting familiar. Maybe we've gone, this is going to be like our fourth or fifth date, and I've kind of gotten over his bad breath at this point because he is kind of funny. You know, maybe that's where we are in our, in our courtship. I don't know. I don't know where this is, but I'm happy right now, and I'm just going to let it ride for now. Lane, I know you have some thoughts. How do you feel about that game? Yeah, that man thought he was going to come in at his face and not give his opinion. I don't think so. Come on, Lane. Speak up. We want to hear your celebratory response. I want everybody in here. I want Andy talking. I want Louisiana B, Brandon to talk. I, I let all these guys. You guys, you, you've been with us for, from from jump. I want to hear how you guys experienced it, hey, how excited you were. I mean, that's what this is for. Yeah, let, right. let it out. I don't care let if you get on here and just holler and scream. Whoa! We're going to Whoa! We're back, baby. We're back. <laughs> but seriously, anybody who That's wants to speak. Okay. Where's the seat, man? I'd like to be at Crab Island right now. Water was kind of green, though. I was surprised. You know, it's funny. I was actually, uh, when, when, when Trock Claire hit the Grand Slam uh, in 15, I was actually on the beach in uh, Miramar, which is pretty much like Destin. And my buddy and I are listening on radio pump on our phones. And you know, if you're 20 feet away from us, all you see is a bunch of guys with a nice jet, and you, you just see a phone, 
all of a sudden we just let out this loud yell whenever Jay goes on talking about how he hit a granny and everybody around us is looking at us like we're nuts and we're just kind of trying to play it off and it was I, a, I told y'all I told y'all it's not where we start it's where we finish you did you did say that sorry uh, I'm at work so I was just trying to step away for a second uh, I didn't watch all the game I watched probably the six through the end uh Watching it with some of Section A at somebody's house, but uh, yeah, it was definitely a back and forth game. Got nervous there at the end when the bases were loaded, but we pulled it out. It was kind of nerve wracking back and forth, but glad we pulled it out and looking forward to seeing where we play uh, next weekend. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. In fact, if you guys want to talk about that, we can. Uh, Woodshed King mentioned Hattiesburg. I would love to go to Hattiesburg. I think it would be uh, – I don't have it pull up in front of me. If somebody does have it in front of them, let me know. Uh, I would love to go to Hattiesburg just because it's close. I can drive up there. I don't have to fly or anything. I love being able to drive. I can bring more beer. And also, Hattiesburg does a great job of putting on a, a, a great tournament. The atmosphere is outrageous. I'm a big keg and barrel fan, so I like to end my days there. Woodshed King, if you want to hop back in and let me know – what do you guys sit like thirty eight hundred for a tournament? You can pack thirty eight hundred in there. No, so we can do. Um, we sold out a game this year against Ole Miss for the first time ever. Saw that, and it was it was sixty three hundred. Wow! So we have, I think there's forty three hundred like actual seats, but then down the right for the line, there's a kind of a general admission like terrace deal that's got tables and stuff, and then you know obviously the right field roots has got forty parking spots right. so there'll be a lot of folks out there but i i mean that's one reason i would be so excited typically our folks um probably would buy somewhere in the ballpark uh 4500 to 5000 tickets like we average almost 5000 this year which leaves you know another thousand and uh, depending on you know who I, I don't know what kind of two seed we would get but i mean i would think that that you know i'd look for upwards of a thousand Cajuns or so to come here. So that would, that would pretty much guarantee most games would be almost completely packed. So, yeah, I, I think it'd be awesome, man. It just, just having, you know, that, that number, the NCAA will like that, you know, that people don't, you know, talk about this, but they look at that kind of stuff, you know, they get that gate. We don't. <laughs> so it's, uh, I think it'd be awesome. Um, yeah. And Hattiesburg's cool, man. It's fun. You know, our fans are, especially on the right field roost. Uh, it, it's, you know, we'll get on you, but uh, always welcome people to come out and eat and drink and and be merry. So I think it'd be just an awesome atmosphere. You know, better than getting like you know some of the projections have had us with three seeds from the ACC and stuff like that. They're not going to bring any people. So that's one reason uh, we were really pulling hard for you guys today. Thought uh, that'd be a strong because if you look like the, the Texas host sites. You know, they're going to get their two seeds from the Texas states of the world. And, like, there's plenty of teams in Texas. So, I wouldn't expect, you know, that, that you guys were sent out there. So, I, I think it's pretty likely just based on, you know, just kind of looking at the map and, um, you know, of, of who's who's probably going to be the two and three seeds in the different places. So, hoping that happens. Yeah, so Jerry and I were talking about that. And, and real quick to, to put a bow on your comment about Hattiesburg, if anybody's in here and you're on the fence about going to the regional, and if it is in Hattiesburg, if you're if you're kind of going back and forth, you gotta go. 
I mean, it's going to be incredible. We went last year for the uh, the regular season series, and every night, well, every game, it was a zoo. I mean, we had an absolute great time. Your guys' fans get on on the players and the other fans the same way that the Teague does. It's it's a, it's a very similar fan base, and it was a ton of fun. We had a great time, and it was packed in every game. Um, so I, th- I think Hattiesburg, if, if the NCAA has any idea what the hell they're doing, they're going to send us there. I, I would prefer to go there. The other possibilities were College Station and Fort Worth, um, and I think that there was an outside shot at Stillwater. Our fans are not going to travel to Stillwater like they're going to travel to Hattiesburg. It was just obviously not. We're going to sell more tickets. We're going to have a better atmosphere. It's going to be a better TV product. I, I just think it makes more sense, and I think the competition is going to be a lot more level. Obviously, you guys came here, and we had a really good series. It was nip and tuck the entire time. I, I, I don't see where you lose any anything to be desired as far as competition and and the other thing that I was going to say Jerry and I were talking about do the Cajuns as a conference Sunbelt conference champion who is the sixth RPI conference in America do you get the two seed in one of these tournaments because you know I think Georgia Southern's still going to be able to have an opportunity to host we'll see but I still think they're in a great position and then you've got you've got Texas State who's I mean Texas State's got to be a two seed right I I I assume, I mean number eleven team in the country. Even with the loss to us, they're they're a top twenty team. They're a top thirty RPI. They're going to be a two seed. So I'm curious to see what seed we're going to get as a conference tourney champion. Hey, um, so I just want to chime in. My brother just called me, and that's why I hopped up for a second. But um, some of you may or may not know, my brother is the um, I don't know. He's one of the assistant coaches on the team. I don't know what his fancy title is, but he just called me and said I could share the story. They had this kid, he's about 15 years old, and when he saw him, he's from Montgomery, when they saw him first day of the tournament, my brother walked up to him and goes, man, are you Michael Orr? You look like you're the dude from the blind side. And so they kind of just joked around about that because this this, this this huge kid, he looks like he could be you know, on the offensive or defensive line for a football team. And that kid really took a liking to the Cajuns during the week. And after the Texas State game, they said, hey, you're going to be a rally guy. You're going to come. You're going to hang out with us. You're going to be on the team with us. You're, you're one of us now. He said, you're a raging Cajun. So they gave him some gear, hung out with the team. And he said, they go down 5 nothing. And he goes up to my brother. And he's like, well, coach, ain't looking too good. And he said, wait, wait, you got to do your job, man. You're not doing your job. Why are we down five runs? You got to start doing your job. And no sooner than that did, did that kid start yelling, making noise. We go, you know, we score three runs. And uh, long story short, the kid ends up being probably a Cajun fan for life. He, uh, he took pictures with the team on the field with the trophy at the end of the game. All the players are, are adding him on, on social media, and, and they're, you know, high-fiving him and, and taking him in as one of theirs. So I thought that was a real cool story he shared with me. Um, so we got, we got a rally kit from Montgomery for probably the next five, ten years until he gets tired of us. I thought that was pretty cool. That is amazing. And, of course, Doe did that. Can yeah, you- my brother has never met a stranger in his life. Cajun fan for life. We hired a mercenary in Montgomery. How awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, want to encourage you guys to get your thoughts out. That's what we're doing this for. We're we're all reacting together. Uh, Man, I don't even, you know, been on and off the phone since the win, been on and off the phone since the beginning of the tournament. Everybody seems to have a, a very emotional or explosive or, some sort of just very tied in emotional response to being in the tournament, playing well, winning it. I mean, this is what it's all about. This is why we follow. This is why 
You get so invested. Josh, I think everybody's just a little uh, inebriated like I am right now. I'm trying not to slur my words. <laughs> We're just trying to soak it all in, man. Yeah, uh, woozy from the ups and the downs. I mean, it really was a roller coaster. You go down five, nothing like that. You start to have all the... the How many times... I think Jerry texted he was going to be sick about three times during that game. I don't know. <laughs> right, right, after, right after I, I said I was, was in the fetal position. Yeah, y'all should have y'all should have seen me whenever we loaded the bases on those two outs in the bottom of the ninth. I'm literally like about to cry, like oh my gosh, oh my gosh, don't don't. And of course, look who comes up to bat. I'm like, don't give up the base hit, don't give up the base hit. I see he hits it, and I see it's a fly ball. Why when Max? It looks like he went under it. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, don't drop it, don't drop it. It took until the ball hit the glove where I just started screaming and watching the team dog pile, and then I just got emotional after that. Hard not to get emotional. Hard not to be romantic about baseball. I mean, everybody says it, but it's true. Hard not to love the game. And this team, man, something about this team that is just lovable. You know, TR, he, TR kind of had an up-and-down season. Then he goes to Montgomery, his hometown, and goes berserk, makes the all-conference team, basically beats Texas State offensively by himself, plays incredible defense at third base, has one of the most impactful at-bats today, you know, I mean, he's probably going to get drafted. We're probably going to lose him to the draft. That guy, I just love that guy. Total team guy. Anybody you speak to, you know, obviously I've formed a relationship with Kemp, and Kemp, he'll say straight up, this is one of the best teammates you'll ever have. Anything you ask of him, he always has a smile on his face. He's all about the team. Very rarely do you have a guy with talent like TR just be a total team guy. And it, it sounds like there's a bunch of those on this roster. So, I, you know, I was kind of going up and down the lineup earlier about how it's easy to love these guys. Rock is about the most humble superstar we've ever had. Uh, uh, Shock had got a second chance. He was a very highly recruited guy. Went to Texas Tech. It didn't pan out. He comes here. He's a catalyst for our offense. Uh, I mean, you can go up and down, man. Heath Hood, you know, Juco. I think he went to Blinn, right, uh, Jerry, if I remember right? Juco guy that really had a ton of success comes here, gets off to a slow start. He ends the season hitting 350. I mean, look at Julian. He raised his batting average 100 plus points over the course of two months. Um, um, you know, you can go up and down. Rinconis, we thought he only could play defense. Well, it turns out he's got a little stick with him too. Uh, Jonathan Brandon, a guy that, you know, he's gotten some playing time where you kind of raise your eyebrow and say, is this our best option at second base or first base? And all he did was come out and have three or four hits in the tournament and play really good defense at second base yesterday. Uh, everybody contributed. This is one of those wins, those those tournament wins where you had to have, con have contributions from people that you didn't typically get the big contribu contributions for, and they stepped up, and they stepped up. They weren't scared of the moment. And they're not going to be scared of the moment in the regionals because, let's be honest with you, let's be honest, they, they shouldn't be there. They went out and won a conference tournament to get into the regional. So whatever regional they get in, Woodshed, if we go to Hattiesburg, we're playing with house money, baby. We're playing with house money. These guys are going to be out there with their hair on fire. And that is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, so this team is kind of like, and I've never had children, but I would, I would think if I had a teenager, this is what this team to me is like. Because... You want to you beat their ass sometimes because they aggravate the crap out of you. But then in the end, like when they show you how good they really are, you just want to hug them and love them. And that's kind of how I feel at this point. Like I've wanted to beat their ass so many times this season, and then they come around and just do what they do. 
Well, folks, we've had another crash of the system. So we're going to end it there. But thanks for joining. It was a ton of fun to react to a tournament win for the ages. I mean, what else can you say? We will be back. The idea right now is to live stream the selection tournament, or excuse me, the selection show tomorrow, which would be Monday or, or today, because I'm going to post this on Monday. So we're going to live stream it. Hope you can join us. Get some live reactions. Have a little bit of fun together. Have a couple of brews, maybe. It's Memorial Day. Let's do that. Let's enjoy the win. It's been awesome. Go Cajuns. Let's go get them in the regionals.